Oh, sorry. Didn't hear you come in. But now that we got you, why don't you settle in and let us take a crack at all your hardest questions? Word of warning, no advice during this podcast should be followed. Well then, pitter-patter. It's been a long fucking year, I'm staying sober now. I can deal with the stress I get from going out. Going out. Then you call up my phone, you want a night out. No, I want to say no, but you're outside my house. Inside my house. Yeah, you're probably right. If, if Elon Musk and Dwayne The Rock Johnson had a baby, it probably would be the strongest nerd. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to Mid Best, Mid Worst. Got it this time. First try. Uh, as you may know, we are we take the internet's best and worst questions, and we try to turn out some Midwestern advice. As always, I'm Shane, and I can't wait for the SpaceX rocket to take off this week on Wednesday. Oh, fun. And I'm Tanner, and this week I melted a plastic plate on my stovetop. Ooh. Okay, let's <laughs> jump into that. How, how did you melt the plastic plate? So I so I make eggs about three, four times a week. And so we have this little egg pan that's about four or five inches uh, around. So made my eggs in that, and I always cover it to make sure, like, like by the, I like my eggs over medium, and so like so I, I always cover them and then I flip them and after I flip them I always take them off the burner. If I leave them on the burner, they get overdone. So I always like let them sit a little bit long to kind of finish cooking. Right. And I was talking to Emily and just kind of got distracted and I put like an IKEA one dollar plate on top of the burner. I shut it oh. off, but it only been about forty five seconds. Put it on right. there, put the eggs on there, and I go to lift it, and the fucking, it's like sticking, so I'm like, oh shit, I went to grab like the coils, burn my fingertips, because I grabbed it, because it's so fucking hot, <laughs> and so like it finally, like I just finally ripped it off, and it, luckily it came off, but it had all this residue left on it, like the plastic, so I'm like, shit, what do I do? Do I turn it back on? Do I burn it off? So I was like, I can always... Well, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm going to let this ride out. I'm going to cool it because I can always turn it back on, right? So I let right. it cool and I take a knife and I just like slowly get underneath of it and like chip away at it. It takes me like four and a half hours. Like I'll, I'll spend five, six minutes, take like 15 <laughs> minutes because I was working too. So I like take 15 right. minutes off, go do some work and then like go three, four minutes like... I'm surprised I didn't stab myself. And then, like, there was a little bit left over, so I turned it on, and it smelled like death. It hurt our throats. We were coughing. Like, I might now have a lung disease. Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> breathe in melted plastic. That's, like, rule one. I think on all plastic things are like, don't burn it. And also, if you are going to burn it, don't burn breathe it. <laughs> but what's a, what's a boy to do? You know, you melt you melt your plate to the stove. You can't just not, you can't go, okay, sorry, Emily, we never use this burner again because there's a plate adhered to it. <laughs> and we're... And we're... And we're in an apartment, so like it's not like like they'll know they'll have to replace it. So that was an option too. Is I almost went to Home Depot because those coils only cost like eight bucks. I was like, you know what? Right. Worst case scenario, I'll go spend eight bucks. But apparently, I thought a little bit of leftover plastic inhalation was worth eight dollars. Well, you could have taken it, and it could have been like a little memento that you carry with you, like a, a, as a as a token of your time in that apartment. Should have left the plastic uh, again, on there and like hang it on the wall. 
Right. Yeah, like, this was my egg debacle of 2020. <laughs> your grandchildren will sit around you while you rock in your chair and, with your favorite blanket on your lap. And they'll say, Papa, please tell us the story of the eggs again. <laughs> um, I, how... How was your weekend? We, we're sitting on Memorial Weekend. We're actually sitting on Monday, I believe, Memorial Day. Um, it sounds like you and Emily had a pretty good time. You went a little bit further. You you, you ventured deeper into Florida, a little bit further south to see some yes, family. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, we went and saw her aunt and uncle. The nice thing is, is that um, they're retired. So, like, before we go down, we can actually, like, we all self-quarantine for, like, two weeks. We'll go and get, like, plenty of groceries. Right. And we'll just make sure, because, like, with Emily working at the hospital... So she'll like schedule it so she isn't working for like she'll work front load one week and then back load the, the following where like there's right. almost two weeks in between. And so, yeah, we went down there and it's always a good time. Like the nice thing is it's nice and relaxing. They're retired. So it's just kind of a nice chill. Have a few beers, um, do some cooking. So it's always a, it's, it's always a really good relaxing time and it was nice to get away. I'm, I'm glad that you had a relaxing weekend when I could describe my weekend as everything but relaxing. Um, yeah, you had quite the fact, adventure, it, didn't you? It was, oh boy. It, it, it started with, you know, um, not not to be a, a, a maybe a bit of a downer, no down, down parts of this show. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, my grandpa passed away um, several weeks ago and because of, because of COVID, uh, none of us have really been able to go down there, so... We decided to, you know, I, I, I hooked up the trailer and we drove down uh, close to the Omaha area and we were going to start cleaning the house where I just, fuck me, man. <laughs> I did not realize that one human could collect the amount of stuff that my grandpa had collected. It's like he wasn't a hoarder. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he kept a fairly neat and tidy house with the exception of the basement. <laughs> with the worst fucking steps like i'm a i'm a thick boy i'm a broad boy <laughs> to say the least and those steps were not designed or put in with the thoughts of my body structure <laughs> it just wasn't <laughs> it's like those those steps were built in a time where humans were like noticeably shorter than what we are now like they're mm. like it, the steps were built in the 1600s where everyone like an average male <laughs> height was like five foot two and like a buck 20 pounds and here comes my fucking 250 pound six foot one ass just trying to <laughs> carry boxes up the littlest and steepest stairs why so steep i don't know and now, now did, it, important question did they have backing like i'm uh, the way i'm looking imagining these stairs knowing kind of iowa basements they're freestanding stairs. They're not like enclosed, and there's no. Is there any backing on the steps themselves? Like you can put your foot so, through if you tried real hard, or correct. by accident. Yes, <laughs> there's 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 no. Uh, let's see, uh, vertical back yeah, into the no, step. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, your foot can go, just go right the fuck through it. And also, I'm guessing the man who built those steps, you know. Again, we're assuming 1700s. Maybe he's been sipping on a little bit of that, like, old-timey ale. Um, <laughs> because the steps are completely fucking off on how high one step is, how little the next step is. There's some barriers. It's like a fucking... It's a Dr. <laughs> Seuss book of fucking steps. Where every step was a riddle nightmare for me. And... <laughs> So it's like, and then the basement, I mean, I could fucking go on for hours. It's like, you know, you clamber your way down these oddly shaped steps where your every step is a death trap. And then you get in the basement and it's like, turn the corner, boom, hit your head on the rafter, walk two steps. Ooh, there's the vent. It's like, so 
after hours of like you know back breaking like hauling stuff up also he had a bunch of wood i don't remember my grandpa ever being a woodsman or or like really crafting stuff but he sure had all the fucking materials for it he could have built an equally shitty pair of steps out of the wood that he had stored in his basement in fact that was my thought at one time is yo i don't want to carry this wood up the steps maybe i just build new steps it'll take me less fucking time (laughs) ridiculous was there, was there anything so, that he, he hoarded specifically in the basement? No, it, it, it's kind of... So, he was um, thorough, to say the okay. least. So, like, he, he was, like, a man who was always prepared. Like, and when I say that, I mean, like, you know, out in the garage, it's like, you know, I feel like people in, in previous generations are, are maybe... They're more thoughtful to things that they purchase than maybe our generation is. Oh, like, I went out there and it's like, he has, like, 12 oil filters for his car just ready (laughs) like buy in bulk and and like motor oil for days and it's just like did he need 37 quarts of oil i don't know but he had it so it's like like that like at an auction i imagine like that's someone else's stuff that they had collected around he's like oh i have the exact same car (laughs) another equally old man (laughs) yes So it it was stuff like that. Like I said, it wasn't like really anything that was junk, which made it even more of a nightmare because like if you're cleaning out a house and it's a bunch of junk, you know, it's like bag it and throw it, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of go about your day. But like the stuff that he had was like always bordering kind of like, should we throw it? Is there a reason we need this? And that's like what ate up so much time. And, and, you know, you get down, I'm sure as you remember living here in Iowa, there's something uh, magical about, uh, Highway 20, Interstate 20, that runs yeah. through, like, Fort Dodge. Yeah. Um, highway 20? I think it's Highway. It's Highway, yeah. yeah it's yep. not an interstate. Yeah. Where if you stand on the north side of Highway 20, it's about 20 degrees cooler. You stand on the south side of that highway, and it is, I don't know, 135 <laughs> degrees all the time. Yeah. So, like, we're down there, and it's, like, up here we've had a very mild, like, entry into summer where it's, like, 60s, 70s, kind of that perfect weather where it's, uh-huh. like, not too hot. Get down there, and it's, like, literally, like, we get down there Friday night, Saturday, I look at the weather, and it's, like, it's going to be 98 degrees today here, folks. (laughs) It's going to be a spicy boy out. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I I was... I was way too sweaty for too long. I, I uh, And then, like, we were going to record yesterday. Like I said, like, I, I finally, we get back home. Four hours in the vehicle, busted my ass the day before. Another four hours in the vehicle the night before that. Long weekend. I'm down to the last thing. So far, I'm exhausted, but I'm physically okay. We get everything out of the trailer. I'm going up the steps with my, with, with, with a small dresser uh, that we had picked up for a new coming child that, mm-hmm. that will be here in just a couple weeks. And I fucking twist my back. Like, I, I felt like Jeez. someone, like, running a marathon and, like, you can see the fucking finish line and then you just, like, blow out your knee. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. And I'm, like, crawling to the finish line of, like, stubbornness of just, I want to have this done. And I, I collapsed. Like, I got the dresser up the stairs as fucking done. And oh, I spent God. it all last night just in a, in a, I would say an unrecommended amount of Tylenol abused state <laughs> like i just <laughs> laid still so yeah uh, um I, again you know you had a very calm relaxing weekend my my weekend was a bit of a hellish nightmare landscape <laughs> that i could not i could not leave from so there was that yeah intense intense is the only word i could say and we're not done i have to do it again at some you have to point. go back down you have to go back down yeah we still have more stuff 
to to like get cleared out and get the house kind of prepped and ready for us like selling it and everything like that and it's just uh, I, I'm hoping, like, in my mind, what I'm telling myself is that the worst part of it's over. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I'm, I'm choosing to live <laughs> in that have, reality until I'm forced. <laughs> Correct. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. you know, and, and that knowing that you're gonna, And knowing that you're going to be in about a similar situation, it's kind of no to have that expectation. Like, it can't be worse than this because you, have, you know the stairs are going to be the way they're going to be. So, like... The nice thing is well, that you, it, it, you already know, like you already you already dabbled in in, in, in the such. Yeah, it, it, absolutely, and like I think I downplayed it because I've been down in that house a lot of times, and like I knew I wasn't. I don't know why I was so shocked or surprised about the stuff I found in that room, which kind of segues perfectly into our first question <laughs> that was written into it, which is, a cat has turned up into my room. I have no idea how it got in or what to do now little bit of added information on this. Uh, I walked into my room after going to the shop and there's a cat on my bed. I think it's the same cat that sometimes walks through my garden, but I'm not sure. I also have no idea how long he has been in my house because none of the doors and windows have been open today. He seems friendly and lets me stroke him for a while until hiding under my bed. He looks to be well-fed and has a nice coat. No collar, but doesn't look like a stray. What do I do? How did this cat get here? Does it have opposable thumbs? Is it, are you sure it's not a raccoon? <laughs> that's a funny looking cat. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> this, dolphin, this cat has a dorsal fin. I think it might be a dolphin. <laughs> the, the most intelligent of the mammals. A, a dolphin is a mammal, right? Am it I is. fucking that up? No, nope, okay, you're, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Um, man, uh, secret cats showing up in, would, would, in, in so would room. you keep, would you keep a secret cat? Like you walk in and now you have five cats. Would you keep the cat? Oh my God. I, so I've been trying to, uh, set up like this, like fun little rule in our house where it's like one cat in two cats out scenario <laughs> <laughs> to get down to a, a normal amount of cats. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I like cats. Uh, there's a lot of things that I could say about cats that are probably like positive but um my sinuses just fucking hate them like no matter how much how much i want to love cats like i can only do so much with them before my body is like and here's an asthma attack i don't even have asthma my body's like get an inhaler well that's so, why that's why emily is too um we have a cat and she's allergic right. to cats so we used to shave him and kind of make him look like a little shaved lion so you could also shave your cat too yeah, I, 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 I'd be considering it. But, you know, I've grown accustomed to the cats that I do have. What? How does a secret cat show up? I what? Do, do you have an idea? You go ahead. I, I have a sneaking suspicion. I know a thing or two about this cat. Okay, I'm interested to hear it. Let me just... I, I, I'm literally spitballing because, like, okay... Human memory is shit, right? Right. Like, there's tons of things you can watch shows on Netflix about uh, on net Netflix Netflix <laughs> how, um, about how bad human memory is, and like within moments of seeing something, people completely misconstrue it. Um, so, like, I, I my first response is to be like, "Your fucking window isn't shut." In fact, while I was reading it, because that was like my first time kind of fully reading through that question, like mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, he left his window open and the cat jumped in mm -hmm. and now he has like a comfy bed to lay on or yeah. under, it sounds like. So 
I was gonna blame him, but like, yeah, if he's correct in, in that this cat, you know, couldn't have came through the window or a door. Man, I, I mean, bad omens, I guess. Like, that yeah. can only be something evil, right? Yeah. Is that the, maybe the direction you're going at? The omen really plays into it. Like, when I think of gardens, okay. I think of my grandma. Is there a chance that your grandma got in some witchcraft or voodoo, and uh, she is now a cat, and this is your grandma, like, saying, like, Hey, Craig, I'm a cat now. You gotta help me out. Meow. <laughs> so my grandma's a cat. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you have you done have you done a by raise of hand count of all your grandmas right. and maybe if if one's missing like you have grandma nanny which is your cute little name for her and you give her a call and suddenly you hear that cat cat vibrating away at the underneath the bed maybe one we, of your 12 you grandmas with, um could we be dealing with, okay, this is a deep pull because I haven't, no, not only have I not thought about this in a lot of years, I have a feeling you haven't even either. Could we be dealing with an animorph situation where that <laughs> is a human boy who's turned into a cat? But you do have to be careful because according to one of the books I read about the animorphs, which was a very strong book series, um, you can only stay transformed into that animal for so long. Otherwise, you you are locked to that. In fact, it happened to one of the characters where he, he was forced to live his life as a bird. Okay. A, as a very shitty bird. So... Yeah, do a roommate uh, count then. Is your roommate the Animorph? Like, this just might be your roommate's... Like, you you pissed him off, he ate his leftover pizza for breakfast, he Animorph, and now he's going to piss on, on all your clothes underneath the bed. That's got to be... Would you consider that passive-aggressive? If you have a roommate that can transform into an animal with arguably the worst pee oh, and, and you pee, pee on their clothes is that passive aggressive or is that is so the question that's not passive it could be why are you turning into the cat are you turning the cat because you want it to pee like the pee to smell worse than human pee or are you turning into a cat because you don't want to be caught so that's where I draw the line. If you want to be a cat because you don't want to be caught passive-aggressive because if you're going to be aggressive, you're human. But if you know your urine, like if, if you turn into a cat and then all of a sudden you have ammonia piss, well then that's more aggressive. Yeah, I'm would. I, I I'm in full agreement with that. So uh, you, you, man, yeah, if you have a roommate, it, do you only see the cat? Do you, have you, okay. <laughs> If you if you've never seen your cat in your roommate at in the same room at the same time, I think it's safe to say you're dealing with an animorph situation. <laughs> absolutely, that's absolutely <laughs> fair. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what you could also do is if you're on a dating app, um, you know we can hit two birds with one stone on what you might uh, what you should text about with a girl on a dating app, and you could be like, "Hey, I have this strange cat. Is it yours?" You could also lead in with, I am an animorph, and just kind of see where that goes. Did you ever... Okay, so I, I know you and Emily have been together for quite a few years now. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I don't remember, uh, like, dating apps, uh, like, well, let's throw it out there, like, you know, I know that, like, things like eHarmony and, like, Match and, like, shit like that's been around for, like, a hot minute since, like, the 90s, honestly. Yeah. Um. But as far as, like, cell phone dating apps like Tinder or, you know, Grindr or whatever you're into, mm -hmm. um, 
those haven't been around since the 90s, at least not that I'm aware of. So were those apps popular uh, when you were a more single man? No. Or or did you ever utilize any of them? No, I've never utilized any of them. And, um, well, two things. One, the only one that was actual real was Plenty of Fish. That was the only real one that I remember, like, after my college years. But I think, I feel like Tinder's... What's that? Christians mingle. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, yeah. So I, they have they haven't been a, a, around as long. So no, I've never used um, any dating apps. And to be fair, I'm I've never really been out of relationships for too long. So I really haven't had to kind of go in that See, direction. That's my thing too. Like I, I I've never spent enough time. Uh, it really, I, I get snatched up. Yeah, I'm it's like Tarzan. I'm like Tarzan. I just kind of like swing from rope to rope, <laughs> from from relation to from relationship <laughs> to relationship. Oh, watch out for that tree! <laughs> Hit a few of those. Um, now, now, not to throw her too far underneath the bus, but my sister now uh, did use dating apps for a while, and I I do remember there was a couple instances where uh, she was. A bit too shy to maybe ask direct questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did help her in, in crafting certain maybe things that you can do if you want to find out certain things. So um, I remember she she was talking to one, one gentleman in particular who it was very hard to tell from his pictures exactly how tall he was. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to directly come out and ask, you know, hey, how tall are you? Because that can be a bit of a... You know, yeah. a, a sensitive thing because you don't want to seem height like a, a, against like people who are shorter or too tall or whatnot. Right. So I, I kind of crafted the perfect way to figure it out, which was um, I think was very sneaky. Which was I asked, you know, if you were to walk through a normal sized door, how much room would there be between his head and the door, <laughs> the top of the frame? Which I thought was a clever way. <laughs> <laughs> kind of figure out because you can gauge a door about seven foot tall so you know if he's sitting there he's like yeah i got a good foot to spare you know six foot hey there you Perfect. go if he's like my head's at the handle you're like ooh, you're dealing with like a three foot forward situation here so. <laughs> is that the only instance where you um had to extract information from someone on a uh dating app uh so that's one of my more favorite ones. Uh, I, I would like to take Sammy's phone and just kind of ask my own questions, you know, being a protective older brother and everything like that. So I I, I remember asking, uh, yo, you want to know this man. So, you know, what type of animal he was. And then I would just argue profusely with him. Because here's the thing. <laughs> you ask a guy on a dating app what type of animal they are, they're always going to be like, I, I'm like a wolf. Or I'm like a lion. Or yeah, something aggressive yeah. and powerful. It's like, nah, nah, bitch. Use an anteater. <laughs> Just admit it. <laughs> well, then you get to see what, what temperament they have, too. If they're like, fuck you, bitch. Well, then clearly you dodged a bullet. If they're oh, yeah. like, oh, I could see myself as an ant. Or they start playing around in that in that space. Well, then like, oh, hey, this is someone creative and fun. Right. I think that, you know, people, man, I, I just, I don't have a whole lot of insight on this because, man, dating apps are just, it seems like a fucking nightmare, mm-hmm. right? To try to navigate that. Like, I have heard some horrific horror stories come out of dating apps. Yeah. And it's just, 
I'm so fortunate that I never had to like live in that lifestyle. And I get it. Hey, some people that's their bread and butter. You know, uh-huh. they they like you know if they're using Tinder for what I believe Tinder's intended purpose was was <laughs> to not form long term relationships, instead very very short term relationships. <laughs> um, then great, yo, know, hey, it, it's doing its job. But yeah. Have you it's have, such have a, you ever found anyone concept. on Facebook? Like, have you ever dated anyone that you met off of Facebook, or perhaps like a uh, like a, a video game chat room or something, or or no, like Yahoo now, chat? Okay, now AOL now Messenger. I will. I, 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 will <laughs> I will say this. Uh, when I was younger, oh boy. Okay, so I catfished a girl from Canada one time. <laughs> okay, let me get into it. So. <laughs> Okay. Who did she think so, she, like you're gonna tell us who she thought you were, right? I, okay, yeah. good. Okay, oh, yeah. good. That's oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Oh my god. Uh this this one's for the internet. Here we go. <laughs> when I was eleven or twelve, uh I, I don't know exactly how we became like MSN Messenger friends, mm-hmm. but we, we did get matched up. Um and I uh I, I want to say that she was like seventeen or eighteen years old, something something in that ballpark. And uh, well, I was twelve, so <laughs> I, I I adopted the persona that I was a <laughs> I was a street racer from California. <laughs> named, I feel like that's named believable. Brad. <laughs> it wouldn't be Brad. <laughs> named Brad, um, and uh, you know. It, to my fairness, it was incredibly easy to trick her because I, I could find, like, you know, uh, someone that had taken a picture of, like, maybe a, a fast car like, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't, like, a professionally taken picture. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is my car. You know, I just got it done last week. I'm Brad. <laughs> well, where I fucked up was, as we talked over a couple months, she's like, oh, you know, I've never really seen a picture of you. And I'm like... You know what? In my head, she wants to date a dude that has, like, blue hair and, like, a six-pack. So I went on the old <laughs> Ask Jeeves because <laughs> Google wasn't super around. And I uh, I found a picture of a, of, a, of a boy who matched what I thought Brad looked like in my head. <laughs> and I had sent it to her. Now, this is where this story gets a little bit bananas. Uh, the, the, this... This wrong relationship that was happening uh, did did progress where uh, we started telling each other a few more things. And uh, we were talking about our childhood. And I, without thinking, Tanner, I, I, I said, oh, you know, I actually have a, a pretty awkward picture of me from when I was a child. Now, keep in mind that this picture was from not only a few months previous because I was still a child. <laughs> so I told her that I had a picture of me when I was 12 years old at Christmas. This Christmas was only a couple months ago, but in her head, she thought it was seven, eight years ago. Here's where I fucked up. So I scanned the picture in because I couldn't like digitally upload like you'd plug in a phone or just like wirelessly transfer it to your PC. So I scanned the picture and I sent it to her. And, you know, I see the little chat bubbles happening up. And she, then she, like they disappeared. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, what happened? What happened? And then she sent one final message to me and she goes, 
uh, the picture that you sent has a date stamp in the corner of it. Sure enough, <laughs> I sent her a picture with a date stamp that did not show that this was from several years ago, but instead a very awkward picture of me in a big red sweater. And that was the end of my catfishing story. So... <laughs> that, and I learned my lesson. I never catfished again because oh, I, thought you said I can't trust pictures. I thought the lesson that you learned was to make sure to double check to make sure there's not a time stamp on photos. Also that. <laughs> also, if you're going to lie about pictures, don't don't have time stamps on the physical picture. Do you remember like like uh, like digital cameras? Like you'd take it and have like the date at the bottom. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even think about it. What a fool I was. You're, oh, but you're only twelve. Her name though. was Sasha. Tasha? Hey, Sasha, if you're listening. Sasha? Uh, Sasha, if you're listening, my bad. Ugh. I'm not a street racer named Brad from California. <laughs> I'm a boy named Shane who does a podcast from Iowa. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, rough, rough arenas. Uh, so, live, uh, live, what to talk learn. to. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, what to talk to a girl about on a dating app? Talk about how you're a street racer. <laughs> do that it doesn't have to be true you'll figure it out <laughs> um and you know actually that, fuck, it ties in so greatly uh we we did have a question that says you know how exactly does someone become wiser this ties in perfectly with what we just talked about and it's you become wiser by making terrible, terrible decisions and learning from your mistakes. Now, if you're someone who makes uh, consecutively bad decisions and then you're like, I don't get why it didn't work and you do it again, that you're not becoming wiser. <laughs> See, I became wiser in catfishing by knowing to look for the timestamp on the picture. You could say I'm a much better catfisher now. In fact, I've been catfishing Sabrina for two and a half years and we lived together. She still doesn't know who I really am. So... <laughs> I have that shit on lockdown. <laughs> no one's going to know. That's what you have to do, though. You have to. You just have to throw it out there, make the mistakes, and um, again, not only make the mistakes, but you have to learn from them. Like, I know to double check to make sure the burner's still not hot before you put a plastic plate on it. Wiser. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's it. You know, you just have to fuck up a lot. I feel like people who are like the see no one. Typically, when you talk about like you know wiser people, there there are sometimes like where you'll meet like a younger man who who's seems to be wise beyond their years. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, like where you really get that good <clears throat> that good advice is like from. You know, someone that's closer to your grandparents' age. Yeah. Someone that's been through some shit, like, that, that that has fucked up a few too many times. And they're like, yeah, you don't do that. And then you just get these, like, weird, like, kind of blurbs coming from them. And, that, and, like, like you'll do something dumb and they're like, that's why you don't play marbles on a Saturday. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Please tell me the story behind that. <laughs> I think you're exactly right. Like that's that's what you have to do is you have to be able to live long enough to become wise too. So make sure you're not being like all willy nilly with your bad decisions. <laughs> that's a you know that's also a very good point. You know, like there's not too many ninety year old ninety year olds out there for a reason. <laughs> right, <They're laughs> only oh, only you know survival of the fittest, baby. <laughs> only the strong survive. <laughs> <laughs> just like a bunch of other people that were like, ooh, they were so close to being wise, but they, they didn't learn that last lesson. <laughs> experience. Experience is what you need. Yeah. And, and, and yo, it, 
and it's such a broad gambit right because you can be wise in so many areas like you know what i wish maybe you know someone like this <clears throat> i wish i was someone who is really good at giving speeches like yeah. i'm okay at it but like you see those guys that like kind of like out of like a foggy background like they step forward and they give like a speech and like everyone just stops and listens yeah and, and like takes it to heart i fucking wish i was that guy so much I, see, that, oh my god i wish so i was him i so i always thought like wise people are people really good at a craft i thought for whatever reason i thought everyone was like born like naturally good at all this stuff like we come to find out like when i like look up my favorite musicians and stuff like they've been doing this since they were like 12 years old and so like you could become good at speeches you become wise by like practicing them and like reading a book so I think it's important to, if you, you can't be wise in everything, like there's a certain amount of intelligence, but you can also do a lot of research in something specific, like giving speeches or playing the drums. Right. I, I, I also feel like there's a bit of luck to it, like to be yeah. someone that just always happens to be close to a situation that requires <laughs> a speech to be given. I'm just never in that position. Like, I, I, I'm never around, like, a Nash, like, especially, like, during, like, okay, so when I think of, like, someone giving a speech, I don't know why my head jumps to, like, a disaster. Like, maybe you're you're in a town that just got kind of, like, hit by a tornado and, like, everyone's okay and they're coming out of the ramble and then, like, one man standing on top of, like, a broken down garage while his <laughs> disciples from the town gather around him and he's like, we're going to do this. We're going to get through it. Tim, go get the water. Karen, I know that you have brownies from last week's church gathering. Go <laughs> get them let's get these people fed and food and so, i can't even give a fake fucking speech in the time of a not real disaster and this dude's so much better at it than me god damn it so, Tanner. so what you have do to do it. is you have to go you have to go buy a truck you have to quit your job or at least do it remotely somehow and you have to go like right. a disaster disaster with all these different aliases like Just, you have to start with your like the, like your beard and you have to like slowly like get a handlebar mustache and like go to a different disaster oh, yeah. completely go clean shaven like kind of wear different like facial like like sunglasses or something goofy or like a fake mustache. You have to sit there and change your look all the time, and you just go around giving these speeches till you're good at them. <laughs> just everything. I'm gonna start. Yo, know, this is the perfect time of year. You know, with uh, school being ended, I know that there's high demand for commencement speeches, and I do feel like that's an area where I could. That's an easy market to break into because you know every year around May schools need someone to do commencement speeches yeah and i feel like i could just walk in there and start giving life advice and see how it turns up and you know maybe the first 20 times i i am physically removed from the podium <laughs> and, and everyone's like who was that but now i've i've honed my craft so well that when i get up there they're like wait who is that guy now hold on he he's he is saying something interesting Maybe let him go. Okay, great commencement. And, and you've Here been to a lot of graduations. I think that's the area you need to go into because, um, as some of our listeners might not know, and not sure if we mentioned it, but you went to all of our college graduations at Waldorf and carried the Ethiopian flag, if I remember correctly. I did, I did play a very <laughs> integral part of your college's graduations to a school I did not attend. <laughs> and I did it very drunk every time. I don't know why. At some point, it becomes on uh, Waldorf faculty for just seeing me and going, he looks like he could do something. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why am I being, why am I up for consideration of any type of responsibility of this graduation? I'll never forget the look on your face the first year it happened where you, you were, you were 
a, a tall, beautiful boy singing in the choir, and, and <laughs> I could see the hangover on your face from the night before that we were uh, we we had a bit too many, and, and you look up just kind of to maybe uh, oversee the room and just kind of see how you know the reaction to the choir, and then you see me wildly underdressed carrying a flag to a country that Look, I have never even been to. Ripped jeans and all. Ripped jeans, wearing sandals, a pink zip-up skateboarding hoodie <laughs> while everyone else is in suits. And, and then I see your head disappear because you fall to the ground just laughing. And then several of the other people inquired that knew me because I, I'd like to party at Waldorf. Um, also had taken note, and I kind of ruined that choir segment for just like a hair, <laughs> and then sat prominently in the front row to watch a graduation. <laughs> Still you know, don't know we, how that, we how that was pulled this. off. I don't know. Like, we spoke about it last week about, like, you know, I had no intentions of infiltrating your college, and yet I did it <laughs> on a whim. <laughs> Consecutively, year after year, it almost became a fucking tradition. <laughs> Like where's Shane? We can't move forward with graduation until Shane can be here. If, when I, he's, when if he I recall, if I recall, our, my like the year I actually graduated, I think it was delayed by like thirty-seven minutes because like you hadn't shown up yet. Yeah, I know. They, they're like, is he gonna be here? I think so. He's running late. He's still drunk. He can't find his ripped jeans that he likes to wear. Oh, <laughs> Ridiculous. God. I mean, that's a great. You know, yeah. Okay, Go for it. I was no, gonna say no, like no. you know, the, like some situations like that are great. They could be awkward, but that one turned out great. However, some situations are a bit more awkward, and this particular person would like to do, or would like to know, you know, what do you do when a sex scene comes on during a movie and you're with your family? Mm, okay, so what type of family are you? The adult in this situation, and you have kids in the room, or are you the child that has adult in the rooms? Because um, those are two very different answers. Um, let's start with the child, because I took it as I'm the child in it. Like, I'm 14 years old, and I'm in a room with okay. my parents, and um, we're watching The Wedding Crashers or something. Okay. Um, I think, well, oof. Okay, so it's probably going to be more awkward for you than it is your parents, right? I yeah, think so. I think so. Especially at that age, everything's way more awkward and sensitive. So I think what you could do is maybe turn that awkwardness around on them and, and, and take some of the stress off you by looking at them and going, "I don't know what my dick's doing." Whoa, <laughs> what's this? <laughs> well, you, you kind of force them into an awkward situation to explain. Can we agree that you cannot leave the room, even if you're embarrassed? You can't excuse your like, "Oh, I'm going to go get some popcorn or they, anything," because they're going to assume you're going. You're to, jerk to, off. Yeah, yeah. They you're, think, you're going to yank. They it. think you're going to go jerk off. Hundred <laughs> percent. So you can't leave. So you are stuck there. Um, so you can. I feel like I like the surprise route. Like go like, oh, I didn't know anyone else knew how to do that move. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your dad and go, hey, hey, you taking notes there, big guy? <laughs> you might want to keep this one. <laughs> from, from what I understand, you might need a little help. You should be taking notes. Do we have this on DVR? <laughs> okay, let's roll this one back real quick. Take the, take the NFL remote. style play by play. Yeah, take the remote, rewind it. Like, hey, Dad, you need to see this again. Clearly, you're not getting it. See how is he? He's extending his left leg to get traction in there. That, that's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 
Did you ever... Is this something that you experienced? Did you ever watch, like, a movie that maybe had, like... Uh, not hardcore, obviously. You're, you're not sitting around with the family watching some hardcore triple X-rated stuff. I don't, right. I don't imagine no. that, that happened in the Zerbo no. household. Um, but maybe, maybe some... Um, Skinamax, like softcore, maybe like stuff like that. Did it, anything like that ever come up? Not quite. To, uh, maybe a little bit to like the Cinemax, but like, so my mom doesn't like to watch a whole lot of movies, so I never was in that situation with her. So that's lucky. So it was only ever with my dad. We always had kind of a whatever, like open type, like it is what it is type relationship. So like, it was never right, that. Like, see awkward. boobs on the screen, reach over, high five. You're like. Right, right. And he was always good too. He always so he was always the one cracking the jokes, saying like, "Oh, titties, yeah!" Like just kind of like Woo-hoo! start clapping and rooting, as if as if as if, if he summoned uh, more awkward as if he summoned the, the the boobs themselves, like Woo! encore, do it again. I'm like, I don't think they can hear you, Dad. <laughs> I, don't think, I think that's how movies work. This is pre-recorded. Do you know that? He's like, uh, uh-uh, watch this. More boobs. <laughs> there they are. Like, oh my god. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> what type of mystical boob magic do you got, Papa? So have you so have you experienced the other way around, being a father yourself? Have you seen a scene where it where something was a little bit uh hot and heavy? You know, I'm sure that there has been times uh where where it's come up, but I, you know, a lot of times uh because I had it's so weird to explain me because I had my oldest son. I was such a young age and everything like that. Like I kind of had to like learn parenting kind of on the fly and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to like really like mature into a responsible adult like immediately. Like it's kind yeah. of a growing experience that for both him and I. So because of that, um, we've always had such a close relationship, kind of like you and your dad. Where um, anytime something like that comes up, I kind of leave it to his discretion of like. A lot of times, like, if he's hanging out in the living room anyway, he has a switch. So if something comes on TV and he doesn't want to make it awkward by standing up and leaving, you know, pop that switch up in front of his face and suddenly he's kind of deep in a video game and he just kind of tunes it out. Yeah. And he saves us both that real fucking awkward conversation <laughs> that neither of us want to have. So, but, I, I, you know, I don't, I think I, knowing my personality, I'm definitely the type of person that would, um amplify it and make it more awkward to kind of break the tension yeah kind of, kind of like what your dad did which i imagine is what he's doing yeah like, the, the thought of being like a father like what runs through my head is like do i sit here and not say anything while it's this tension that you could cut with a fucking knife mm-hmm. or do you be like yeah boom high five boobs <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of like just break it and, and make light of the situation yeah. and i think the i think i'm the high five there's boobs dad i i think that that's that's my go-to. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, it opens up a little bit of conversation and like, oh, hey, high five, ha, ha, ha. Oh, since we just like communicated, I can now talk and say something to kind of ignore what's going on on the TV screen. Because growing up, we didn't have a switch to put our faces in. So we like we, we were like Correct. forced to like deal with that situation. <laughs> like, oh, do I look at the ceiling? You're like, God, these lights haven't been changed in a while, huh? <laughs> you know, I, or, you know, maybe... Sprinkle on some knowledge, you know. Uh, uh, you're you're watching a movie that maybe has some chest action going on, and and you take that opportunity to look over and go, "Did you know that um, that center-ish part is called the areola?" And boom, <laughs> now you've taught them a new word. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, 
I, I, I think, honestly, we, we, we've tapped this subject, not to be gross, because <laughs> we were talking about um, maybe <laughs> some inappropriate scenes in movies, but um, the pig is done, as I like to say. So, moving on to our next question, uh, which we were able to come up with this week, it does follow with, okay, so I'm having a bet with someone to see who can get the most followers on a new fake account on Instagram. What account should I make? It and oh, let me. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not even gonna cut this out, but I did read that wrong. What account should I make it, and what is a quick way to get followers? I don't think that we're the right boys to ask because we're not even trying to make a fake account, and I think we have eight followers on Twitter. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so we, if so, I had a secret, so we need to self help ourselves on this one. Like maybe this, maybe okay, maybe I put this in there as a joke to see what we can come up with for more followers. <laughs> I did, okay. but maybe I did. Okay. So, so what route do you uh, go? So what route do you go? Because I feel like there's three routes. I feel like you can do like something funny, something sexy, or animals. Are there other options? Well, I think. Okay, so I mean, everyone knows what type of animal and beast Instagram is. So there, there. Yeah. Okay, it depends on you. They said fake account, but they didn't say what platform. If you're right. looking at. Instagram, and you want to bank some followers, here's what you do. Shape, uh, let's, are we assuming, do you think this is a male or female? It's, so friends are betting, I'm going with male. You think so? Okay. So, here's what you do. Uh, you're going to need about $5,000. You go get some ass implants done, shave your legs, booty shorts, go to the gym, only take w- pictures from the waist down. You're probably <laughs> going to amount in a couple thousand followers within 24 hours. Because, unfortunately, that's just, like, the type of place that Instagram is. Yeah. Instagram is softcore porn disguised as working out. It is. <laughs> that's all it, it is. is. And it's it's on both sides. I mean, like, there's plenty of men, like, where I've been scrolling through where I, I felt uh, something. Where I'm like, <laughs> Ugh, what? Ugh, what happened there? <laughs> Why is he so vascular? That's weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. Um, it, Twitter... Uh, you just have to pick a side, pick a political side, going hard, and, and utilize hashtags. You know, if you're hardcore conservative, I think we both know what you post. Um, mm-hmm. If you're, you know, liberal, uh, extreme liberal, you know, do the complete opposite of yeah. what the conservative, and, and then just like keep on um, hitting with those hashtags. And the that's what Twitter is. Twitter is a, an echo chamber for uh, for people to sound off of you the same thing that you believe yeah like no one wants to hear a different opinion so people they follow on twitter are always people that are the exact same minded people Mm -hmm. um because they like to be validated that's all it is this isn't funny this is just facts (laughs) that's all this well it's like yeah twitter does allow full nudity though like there is nothing they won't let you post twitter does allow full nudity yeah and okay if you're over 18 years old and you want to maybe explore your body in that way, yeah, you could do that. Unless you don't feel comfortable, then don't. I don't <laughs> like giving advice on that. I think people who want to do that already know they want to do that, and it's not my place. Because <laughs> I, I just imagine someone walking up to me and being like, hey, I noticed your podcast is having a hard time like kind of getting off the ground. Have you considered doing full frontal nudity on Twitter? And me being like... I haven't, but here we go. <laughs> Anything's for clicks and views. 
have to call you. We'd have to meet somewhere in the middle, like Kentucky, and be like, okay, Tanner, today we're doing a photo shoot. Don't worry about an outfit because <laughs> we need to get... We're to get those views up. We need to get these CPMs up, clicks per minute. So <laughs> We're going um, to do it a calendar shoot. Yeah. Uh, have you considered doing terrible and really just bad jokes on Instagram with a bunch of attractive people? Because there's a lot of that on Instagram where it's like, it's just hot people not being funny. Yeah. Right? Like, have you ever seen, like, the Instagram sketches? And then, like, wait, okay, so we talked about our least favorite emoji last week, right? And Mm -hmm. I said the laughing while crying emoji. Mm -hmm. And I said that because of Instagram. Because, like, you'll be scrolling through and, like, you'll just see, like, two, like, an attractive male and an attractive female like, do this little comedy bit that's not really a structured joke. It doesn't really have any substance to it. It's just like, oh, he he sees an attractive woman, and when she walks by, he falls over, and now he's embarrassed. That's the whole joke. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the comments, it's fucking littered with laughing while crying. And, and like, I feel like I'm broken inside, <laughs> which is possible. I'm a bit of a nihilist. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I won't take that off me. I am broken inside. But I'm like, what's funny about this? How How is there, you know, 257,000, you know, views with over 100,000 comments of just laughing while crying faces? Like, are, what was funny about it? Are we old? It's like, I, I, I've come across... Oh my God, this, am I a boomer? I, that's the way I felt recently. There's been some things like this TikTok thing that it, all, that's all going on. I don't understand TikTok. Like, there's boomers that understand it. I don't. Maybe I'm older than a boomer. Now, me being a little more tech savvy, and I, I, I try to stay hip with the times. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've never created I a single... I don't get TikTok either. Oh, you don't get it? Good. Because like, I... Okay, so, so here's what I'll say about TikTok. Um, TikTok was terrible. And the only reason I heard of it is because I would hear people making fun of TikTok and, and just, like, how bad it was. But then it kind of uh, – it became so bad that the creators on TikTok understood how bad it was. So they started making fun of themselves, and it became more, like, parody type of stuff. Okay. And then it kind of wrapped around to being kind of funny. And now that they've – I think they extended it um, to where it's almost like – did you ever get into, like, Vine? A little bit, but not really. Um yeah. It's yeah. becoming more vinish, where okay. it's like more like little sketches instead of just um, lip syncing stuff from songs or movies. Yeah, right. It, so I've, I don't get it. Fun either. fact: I've never created know. any social media account. Not sure if I've mentioned that yet, or if you even knew that. I've never created like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I ne- I didn't create any of those. I had I, the people I was with at the time, like the people I was, created I was dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only created my Twitter and my Instagram. And Snapchat. You're, you're like a delicate bird that I want to protect from this world. <laughs> and I think, like, you're the last innocent person. Like, because, like, yeah, like, I, I started my own, like, I had my Instagram. And obviously, like, I, I, I did when we set up this podcast, go through, and I did all the social media accounts and kind of got everything, like, together. So I had enough of an understanding about that. But as far as, like, how to be, and I hate this fucking word, um, how to be relevant uh-huh. on social media is beyond me. It's beyond my years. I, I just think that I, I am now a 30-something-year-old man who is past the point of ever being relevant, <laughs> and that's what it is. That's what it is, baby. I can't tell you how to get followers because I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of that, 
I'm going to go ahead and go... I added a couple extra questions. I'm going to go ahead and get the last one going for, for us, if that's all right. So, a person is re-gifting a, um, an item to a new girlfriend. So, uh, the details are, I was in a relationship, bought her a really nice expensive bracelet. We broke up very soon after, and she gave it back. Since I started a new relationship and found that bracelet, repackaged it in its original box... Is it okay to give that bracelet to my new girlfriend? No. No. This is I was so fucking ready for this because I I knew I wasn't even gonna have to edit this part of the podcast. The answer is a fucking resounding no. Hold on. Now you're laughing, Tanner. What have you done? <laughs> uh this is I like to say that since I've been with Emily, I have become a lot better okay. person. I've become a lot better person. <laughs> I feel bad for even saying this, but like the, I had girlfriends before, so I don't want to like say anything about previous relationships. This is my first like real serious, serious relationship. I felt like right when I was going off to college, if that helps. And I had bought a ring for, um, and for whatever reason I did a lot of, uh, girls that had birthdays in September, but anyways, I had gotten like a nice ring, kind of more of like a promise ring type deal. And it had a peridot, which is my. Uh, my gemstone and the, the September, yeah. which is Sapphire. And so mm-hmm. um, this person ended up putting it on sale. And my mom's like, hey, this is now four years later. I'm dating someone who had a birthday in September. My mom's like, well, she's <laughs> this person that you gave this ring to has it online. Should I buy it so you can give it to your new girlfriend? I was like, sure, that's a great idea. I'll re-gift it. Don't do it. It will eat away. It will eat away at your yeah. soul. Like, at least I felt guilty about it, but I did still do it. So what you're saying is <laughs> that when you were in high school, you you found one ring and you went, this is it. This is going to go with me for the rest of my life. I had it custom made. And I'm, I will, I'm going to only <laughs> date women that aligns with these stones I've put in, and that's now what it is. That's why on the inside of the ring, it says, from Tanner to dot, dot, dot. <laughs> to, whom, to whom it may concern. <laughs> yeah, to whom it may concern. I love My you. deepest regards, you are receiving this ring. And um, in yeah, advance, I'm sorry. Bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not, not, not a proud like, moment. If, oh boy, <laughs> I, I'm trying, you know. How long At some were, point. How long in that first relationship were you? Like, was this like a, something nice that you started dating for two months? You have a good job, and so you bought something nice, and two months, you know, so she gave it back. It was only two months, so she felt bad and guilty. Is there a space? Is it that, only jewelry? Can you, okay, so where's this, where's this stop at? You can't re-gift jewelry no. that you have given to a, a, a previous lover. Correct. And you cannot re-gift I would say, like, clothing. Like, you can't... Like, if... Okay, yeah, for example, yeah. you bought one girl a sweater. You guys break up. She left the sweater at the house. Next girl you're dating, you're like, hey, here's a sweater. You can't do that, right? That That's how the play... Like, that's how the... Unless it... Yeah, if if, that, if, they're, if the sweater's laying around, they're like, oh, I like that sweater. Is that, like, your sister's or your mom's? Oh, no, it's my ex's. I've, I, I've been meaning to throw it away. Do you want it? I've worn other guys. Man, I know So maybe it's because I'm a guy, but I've worn other guys' hoodies, yeah. and I think it's like a power move. Like it's like putting on. Oh yeah, like, to be like it's like I, the king's I, like uh, like the robe, or like you're putting right. on the robe. It's like, haha, I am now hoodie master. 
Right, but I think that that's like that that the difference between like how some men think and some women. I won't say all women. Yeah, there are women out there that are probably like, oh yeah, that's a fucking power move. Give me her, <laughs> give me her outfit. I'm going to wear it better. It could happen, but like I, I'm a, I'm in agreement with that. Where like I, I've dated someone where it's like. Um, especially, like, if we wore, like, the same size shoes and there's, like, a dope-ass pair of shoes. I'm like, fuck, yeah, those are mine now. <laughs> like, I wear these shoes. These boots are mine now, and they're made for walking. So, I don't even wear boots. I mean, wear the fuck out of these, though. Watch. <laughs> no, I... But, now, if you bought a girl, maybe the... Just ballparking here, the Olive Garden Unlimited Pasta Pass. And, and you guys broke up and she returned your Unlimited Pasta Pass... You could give that to another girl. Is that a real right? thing? Is it good? Yeah, is it good for a year? Yeah, is it like a year subscription to Olive Garden? Now, now, last year they did run a special where it was good for a lifetime, a lifetime of one free thing of pasta a day. How, how, I know. Did you, buy, you, did you buy it? Like, how does that? Like, fuck no, I didn't buy it. I think that they charged like six hundred bucks for it. But if oh. you think about it. If you eat one bowl of pasta a day from, I believe you also get the unlimited garlic uh, garlic bread and, like, one drink. <clears throat> if you eat a bowl of pasta a day from Olive Garden, if you're fortunate enough to live close to, or unfortunate enough to live close to an <laughs> Olive Garden, 600 bucks, you're talking a lifetime. Now, eating that much pasta, you're only going to live for about five years. <laughs> like, your body cannot do carbs every day like that. It's still a pretty good deal, right? Oh, so absolutely. So, you re-gift yeah. Can you re-gift it, though? You, oh. you you tell your new girlfriend, you go, this was her unlimited pasta, and now I bestow it upon to you, your unlimited pasta. Though so this might be a bit of a power move, but I'd be like, you're more than welcome to pay for your own meal, because I have my own free with this card. This was hers, but we're going Dutch, so I'm not paying, like, you can yeah, either have I mean, if you don't your, want the free pasta. If you don't want it, then you can pay for, you can pay for yourself, then. Yeah, because I'm not going to sit here with two unlimited pasta cards and, and then have you tell me that you're too proud to have unlimited pasta. If she's too proud to have unlimited free pasta, this isn't a problem because you fucking drop her. That's it. Right, yeah. I don't know <laughs> you just who, break up with her. I'm not even that big on Olive Garden, but sometimes it's just nice like, oh, I don't want to pay for dinner tonight. Um, I'll just go to the Olive Garden. Which, to say, right, it, as a heads up. Heavy meal. Olive Gardens are a lot better when they're not. I don't know. I've been to different Olive Gardens, and the one that's closest to our hometown is it's just really shitty. I don't know if you've yeah. ever been to any other ones, but like the, the one there not, is just not good. Not all uh, Olive Gardens are created equally. They are not. Th- this is true. I would say that, like, in fact, I would say, like, Olive Garden was that place to where, like, when I was younger, and because we were um, pretty poor, uh-huh. like, that was, like... Going out to eat at a nice restaurant was a fucking Olive Garden. I know we dressed up and yeah, everything, the whole nine yards. We put put on my Sunday Sunday's vest, vest and yeah. everything like that. We're going, kids. We're going out to high dining this weekend. Enjoy your unlimited bread. It was funny. Yeah. So no. when when uh, when uh, Emily and I first dated, she would wear like she was wearing like a, a graphic tee or whatever, and like regular athletic shorts. It's it wasn't bad. It wasn't like she was wearing anything horrible. But I was like. We can't go to Olive Garden like that. Like I was, like I was getting dressed up. Like I was gonna go get a steak dinner. Like I was going, I was gonna go get like a seven hundred and fifty dollar filet mignon. Like I was getting my top hat and cane ready to go. And she's like, "What are you doing? You don't have to dress up. It's Olive Garden." I'm like, "I know, it's Olive Garden." She's like, "No, it's Olive Garden is not that you special." I'm like, "Oh, no, it's not. Olive Garden is the McDonald's of Italian food. <laughs> That's all it is." 
But just like uh, just like McDonald's, sometimes it's two o'clock in the morning. You want that fucking McDonald's? So that's how I think of Olive Garden. Olive Garden isn't like really a place like I crave to eat. But sometimes you're like, fuck, I want a heavy pasta meal, and I don't want to pay more than seven dollars. Right. So that's where I'm going. Hey, you know what? Man, this is another week. This is episode nine, Tanner. That's Isn't crazy. that insane? It doesn't seem like we nine. have the tenth episode. I know we have the tenth episode coming up. Um, I'm super, super excited about it. Uh, just I want to knock out some real quick housekeeping. Uh, get it out of the way. Uh, you know, I'd like to thank the band All My Friends Hate Me for the use of the song "Stay Up" off the album Metal Butterflies. Uh, you can check them out on Spotify. Like I always say, you can always go back through, check out our previous backlog of episodes, too. Um, again, we got nine now, so uh, that's enough. Like, yo, know, about an hour an episode, that's a good car trip. You know, yeah. you can go from here to, I don't know how far away nine hours is. It also <laughs> depends on where you live, because not everyone is in my living room right now <laughs> where I'm recording. So <laughs> Tanner going nine hours isn't going to put him in South Dakota like it will me, so <laughs> never mind. It'll put um, me in Atlanta. You know, we are uh, super happy with, you know, the people that do take time out of their schedule to give us a listen. Again, you know, everything that I've heard back has always been super positive feedback. Um, We're still trying to work in some uh, stuff with getting people back on the episode or getting people on the episode for the first time. Uh, Of course, we always still do want you to send in questions because uh, I feel like you'll give like... Uh, maybe a little bit better of a spin um, if we know the personality or know the person that we're answering some of these uh, anonymous internet questions from so we can maybe give a little bit better tailored advice to suit you uh, Tanner you, you you got anything for um I don't I don't think so I, I always like to reiterate that the whole question thing I think I think just submitting even a question from someone I think it'd really put some spice in it so I think it'd really give a cool dynamic so. Um, again, whether it's your question or some, like you're at work and someone has some weird question, throw it our way. Even if you think nothing of it, like, oh, that's a weird question, we can work with it. So, Yep, in full agreement on this. So, uh, Tanner, I'll let you lead out the show. Yeah, and with that, I've been Tanner. I've been your mid-best. I'm Shane. I've been your mid-worst. And sure as Jesus wears sandals, we'll see you next week. You always give me that. I can't say no to you. I love